Well, hello and welcome to the Profit Express. I'm Tim Healy. I'm inviting you to join me each and every Wednesday so you can be prepared to win the battle for business. That's right. Thanks for spending some of your time with me today. Thanks for being on board. And of course, a big thanks to our good friends and sponsors at Corbett Public Relations, where they've been promoting and protecting businesses and brands for over 30 years. So do yourself a favor. Visit Bill and his team at CorbettPR.com. That's C-O-R-B-E-T-T-P-R.com. Welcome aboard, everybody. Now, today I'm very excited to have back on the show a guest who's made my short list of favorite guests right here on the Profit Express. He is the Cake Don, Don Donaruno. And listen, if, if you live here on Long Island, you know the Cake Don. He's basically gotten to the point of, I, I, dare I say, celebrity status. I'll get to that in a moment. Now, why am I having him back on? So I first had him on, it was October of 2021. So we were really just still reeling in what was the pandemic and COVID. Now, his story, which had a huge impression on me and a huge impact, was tremendous. He was in the occasion cakes business. So he was making these gorgeous, beautiful creations for weddings and bar mitzvahs. And what happened in March of 2020, the world shuts down. And when the world shuts down, that means we're not doing weddings. We're not going to events. So in one night, Don lost 35 orders for Cajun cakes. Now, as I know Don, and I've been following him since the show, he's not just a business owner. I like to refer to him. I like to describe him as a renaissance man. He's a business owner. He's a baker. He's an artist. He's an entrepreneur. He's a hustler. He's all of those things. So when you are an entrepreneur and a hustler and COVID comes and essentially puts you out of business overnight, what do you do? you got to pivot. So that's exactly what Don did. And he started making cupcakes. He's like, I, I got to do something to keep the lights on. Well, his cupcakes took off. People were buying his cupcakes. They were sending them to clients. They were sending them to doctors and nurses and EMT and first responders. And word of mouth exploded. And then the, the local news channel here on Long Island, News 12, did a feature on him. And it spread like wildfire. And the rest is history. And I wanted to have Don back on because I've been following him, like I said, starting probably sometime in, in late 2021. And I've continued to follow him since. And he's grown exponentially since. He has a tremendous social media following. Like I said, he almost kind of, at least from what, where I sit, he's got like this celebrity kind of status. He's like this red carpet of cakes where you see him with his cakes with the, the owner of the New York Mets, Steve Cohen, with Sebastian Maniscalco. I mean, this guy's rocking cakes. So I want to have him back. He's been a favorite guest of mine. And I want to see how in today's environment of 2023, how is Don winning the battle for business? So, Don, it's a pleasure to have you back on board. How are you today? Tim, what, what am I supposed to do now after this introduction, man? What? <laughs> How am I living up to this hype, brother? Well, look, hey, that's, that's on you, man. I, 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 I set the table. But listen, I speak the truth. I, 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 I appreciate I, you, man. I appreciate you always. And uh, that, that podcast we did... Um, I go back and listen to it once in a while because it's interesting to hear the mindset and where we were. And yeah. uh, it's crazy. It seems like it was a hundred years ago, but it really, it, it was a lifetime ago and it was 10 minutes ago, but um, I'm yeah, here. I, we, we came out the other side. We're all doing okay. So it's good to see you, man. No, likewise. I mean, it was October, 2021, but, but before we get into, there's a lot more I want to talk about. I, I, I don't I want to go back for for the listeners who haven't heard the first interview and it would be great for them to hear it and compare it to the one we're doing now. But um, you made a decision. You pivoted as an entrepreneur and you started doing cupcakes. I want the listeners who didn't hear the first show. A am I wrong in saying that the decision to make cupcakes kept you alive? Is that an exaggeration or is that accurate? Oh, there's no there's no question man so we had you were pretty close on that we had 33 cakes that week <laughs> the week that everything got locked down the, the mm. restaurants catering we had 33 cakes 
yep. and we had 30 cancellations on Tuesday. So basically we went to zero instantly. And I'd like to say it was some great decision I made, but it, I don't even know why I did it. I don't know what it was the same. It was minutes later. I said, we got to, we got to try and do something today. I don't think it's going to be a two week lockdown. I think it's going to be longer. Right. And I put a, I put a, I put an ad on my Facebook, on my Instagram, and I wrote $36 a dozen cupcakes, free delivery anywhere in Nassau and Suffolk. I really didn't care. I, I would go anywhere <laughs> at that point. And um, it started to get some traction, man. People were locked in the house with their kids. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, they needed something. And we were going and people weren't even answering their doors for us. You know, people were, were afraid we were just leaving stuff on doorsteps and yeah. Um, yeah. And really it just started to get some legs and I have the greatest clientele, man. They're so supportive and they just started ordering stuff and they would send it to their friends and then their friend would see it and go, let me send this to my family. And then it just started rolling. Like you said, news 12 did the story. Then Newsday did the story. And then, um, it was it was crazy what happened and it's now I have a cupcake shop from that from that one day that Tuesday that first Tuesday with COVID lockdown we made a decision and um, it kept me in business. There's no way the, the catering halls and restaurants were gone. Nobody was ordering cakes for months and yeah. months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 listen, if if you if if you don't know the cake Don, you got to see his stuff. I follow him on Instagram. You, he's a great follow on Instagram, by the way. Um, Thank some you. of the, some of the creations, I mean, it's, it's just works of art. I mean, you are an artist, you know, by trade, you know, beyond just being an entrepreneur, of course. Um, all right. So you had the idea. It's the cupcakes word of mouth. It saves you. I'm following you since. And again, I, I see your stuff on a regular basis. So here we are. And you're like on the red carpet of cupcakes, of cakes, not just cupcakes, but cakes. So I see your cakes all over City Field and the New York Mets. I see your cakes with, you know, Steve Cohen. How do you develop a relationship like that? The the Mets story is a crazy story. Um, I'm a lifelong Met fan, born and raised in Whitestone, Queens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'll tell you. I'll tell you the quick, I'll give you the cliff note story of the, the Met cake, the first Met cake. So I came to work and the girl who works for me said, Alex Cohen, the owner of the Mets called herself and wants to order a cake for her husband, Steve, for, for opening day. So it's April 1st, mind you. Okay. <laughs> and I go, I go, Oh yeah, yeah. A Alex Cohen called here, and wants. To <laughs> she called herself and wants to order a cake. I'll go. Yeah, yeah. I said, it's probably my friend's secretary or somebody's. <laughs> you know, somebody's trying to play a joke. And she said, right. It sounds legit, man. I think you should call. Here's the cell phone number. So I call Alex, and she picks up the phone, and I said. Please don't be offended, Alex, but is this really you? Because it's April 1st, and she started laughing. And uh, she said, no, it's me. I want to order a cake for opening day. I, I've been following you on Instagram, which I, I said, you you follow me on Instagram? So I opened up her page, and little it said, following the cake, Don. I couldn't believe it. And uh, she said, can you come to City Field tomorrow? I want to show you around. I want to show you where the cake is going to be. And um, oh. we became friends, man. It, it's it's <laughs> the craziest story. It's the craziest story. So um, Steve, I had done, fast forward, we become friendly. I start doing cakes for them. And Steve says to me, I had done a cake for Subway Series. Yeah. So it was a Yankee Met cake, and it was anti-Yankee. There was paint spilled on the Yankee side and stuff. Yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he said, if the Yankees call you to do the same cake, but in reverse, would you make an anti-Met cake? And I said, there's not a chance. No, 
<laughs> and he goes, no, he goes, really, really, would you make an anti-Met cake if the Yankees wanted? I said, I'm, I'm a cake guy for like 10 years. I'm a Met fan my entire life. There's no right. way right. I'm making a Yankee cake. And he goes, he goes, that's bad business. And I said, yeah, that's why you're Steve Cohen. And I'm the cake guy. I mean, of course, it's bad business. I'm not a businessman. <laughs> oh, now I'm all right. You, you're not. You're not Steve Cohen. Okay, but you, you're not a bad businessman. Come on now. You, I, I am. I am. I have. I'm, I bleed Met Blue Man, and I could not make an anti-Met Yankee cake. It, there would be no. There'd be no way I could do it. All right, so so you're, you you grew up in Whitestone as a kid. You're a lifelong Mets fan. Uh, all right, we're yeah. gonna get off topic for just a moment. What the hell is going on with the season so far? Um, it's painful, man. It's painful when when because uh, I'm a when Mets you got fan guys too. Mining, Tim, Tim, when you got guys mining your age pitching, it's gonna be a problem, bro. <laughs> I, I listen. I was very hopeful for Verlander won the Cy Young last year. I mean, right? I was. I, I get it. Okay. Yeah, I got you. It's it's going to be a rough. This is going to be the way this year goes, and uh, it was. You shouldn't. When Diaz blew the leg out. Yeah. Oh, for that world started, classic. Yeah, but uh, I'm loyal. I love going to the Met games. I watch yeah, every game. Of course. And it builds character, Tim. Being a <laughs> Met fan builds character. Listen, I'm, I'm a Met and a Jet fan. I don't know. Are, are you a Jet fan too? No, no. Luckily, I'm a Giant fan. Okay. All right. So you are smarter than me. We've established that. Okay. So, but hey, I've got, I've got Aaron Rodgers this year, so we'll see. Um, okay. So we're fast forwarding. We're talking to Cake Don. It's 2023. What has been one of the the biggest positives that's happened in the development of your business since? Um, I got to tell you, man, the the relationships I have with my customers, the clientele that I have, really has been um, incredible for me. Right. Uh, they're they're in, they're ridiculously supportive, and I I I give all the credit to my social media because they walk into my shop, and I don't have to tell them anything. They know they already know everything. They know the new cupcake flavors. They know the new cake. They've seen the cakes. They know the part. You know the Met cake. People stop me at restaurants, talk about the Met cake, whatever. You know. The, the relationship I've built on Long Island with my clientele, and now it's yeah. spreading, you know, I'm doing a lot of stuff in Manhattan. Uh, you know, I, I've, I'm not, I haven't been in this market for very long. You know, the guys that I compete with here, all the big fish in the bakery business, they've been doing it 30 years, 40 years. You know, I'm, I'm fairly new. You know, I've been doing it for seven years um, under the Cape Don. So I'm fairly new. And yeah. I just think that the, the, the relationship with the customers um, has been just as great for me as for them. Listen, they come in and I'm here every day. I'm at the, I'm at the shop every day. And there's not too many, there's not too many places you could walk in to order something and you sit with the boss and you get a consultation with the owner. And right. it's great. It might be a problem going forward in trying to scale this with other locations, say I wanted to open in the Hamptons mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and someone came in and if I'm not there, is it really the Cape Don anymore? Or is it just another cake shop with my name on it? Um, so right now um, it's amazing. People come in, they want to talk to me. They want to order a cake from me. They want to sit and have that consultation, but going forward, it's going to be tricky to try and figure out how to scale without me being the one, um, being the, the face, being the one yeah, talking yeah. about the cake. Um, well, because we'll listen, see what happens. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you mentioned the key word to scale because, you know, no matter how many cakes you sell in one location, you know, you can only charge so much for a cake, you know, markets bear so much. 
And to really have you know exponential growth, it's going to require another location. And you know, there's only one caked on. Right. Uh, so that's why that's how the cupcake business comes into play. This thing I can do anywhere. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I can open a cupcake shop. I don't have to be there. The people, when they come in to get cupcakes, they don't need a consultation. They don't need to sit down. So, you know, in my mind, the vision is like Annie Ann's pretzels or yeah. all these things that are in every mall, every airport, wherever you go, you see them. So to hopefully keep the, keep the cake business going, keep my clientele, do the specialty cakes, but really lean into the cupcakes because I think that's where this, the, the ability to scale this thing is. Because I mm -hmm. could go anywhere, you know. I was down in Florida and they were, you know, my friends were like, if you open, I don't know, have you seen my shop here in Huntington? Only, only online. I've not been there, no. All right. So when you walk in my Queen's Roots, I have the seven train. It yeah. looks like it's running the shop. So the wall is the seven train. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a New York subway that I took as a kid. And it was very important in my in my years as a teenager and stuff. I learned sure. more on that train than I did in <laughs> private high school. Um, right. So my friends are like, if you open one of these in, in Miami with a New York subway in it, the, the line would be out the door all day long. Um, so the, op the opportunity to open these things, um, anywhere is very possible. And I think that's where, that's where the ability to scale is going to be. Are you, are you thinking franchise model or just multiple locations? No, no, I, I, I don't like the franchise model. I'm actually more attracted to the, the licensing agreement where they come in. Okay. The big boy, whoever they are, they license the name and they say, we're going to open, you know, in the next three years, we're going to open 30 stores. We use your design, your recipe, your cupcakes. You're still the cake on. We just want to license the name. I think for me, um, that's a better play for me. I've seen some um, franchises where you sort of lose control of the product once, you know, unless you're there on a regular basis. You know, if they open a cake on cupcakes in, um, you know, Nashville, Really, how much control over it am I going to have? Right, 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 right. So now you've mentioned, you know, when we first spoke, you mentioned the importance and, and how critical Facebook and, and, of course, now Instagram is to you. Um, and, you know, since we last spoke, you know, I've, I've, you know, been continuing to follow you, obviously. You know, your following has grown. Um, and th this, I think, is an interesting perspective for, for small business owners, because you and I have, have spoken about this offline. Um, how much effort, because, and again, I'm not just saying this because you're a guest on the show, but your presence, especially on Instagram, you do a great job. It's, it's, it's just, it's fun. It's interesting. I love, I love what you're Thanks, doing. man. Thank you. How much effort and time do you put into this? Because that, that's the question every small business owner's got. Like, oh yeah, this cake down, he does a great job. This, but I'm not an artist. The guy is an artist. You know, he he's creative. He does he does cupcakes and cakes. You know, I I I'm an accountant. I'm a, I'm an attorney. What the heck do I know? How much effort do you put into this to make it look that good? I gotta tell you, Tim. At this point, it's really not a lot of effort. It's part of the job. It's in my job description, just like. All the other things that are in my daily list of things to do for my job. If 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 now still after all this time, 2023, if your social media is not part of your job, you're doing yourself no favor. It has right. to be part of your job. It's got to be every day. You have to stay in people's face. They're going to lose interest. If, if they don't see something every day, all day. They're going to lose interest. You got to keep them interested. Um, and I got to tell you, I, I appreciate you saying I'm interesting and I'm an artist, but I just think authenticity is, is the thing, man. I think mm. people just getting on, being honest. I think that's the problem today. I don't know if you follow a lot of guys with these these food 
these foodie guys, they have food blogs, they have food pages. They go around to all these restaurants and they, they do the food. You, you follow a lot of guys that do that? I, I don't follow those guys. No, no, no. All right. So I, that's my world. So I follow sure. all these guys. And yeah. there are some who I love. There are some that their content is very entertaining and they're authentic. And you could tell when they're talking. There are others. You know what they're telling you is only because they're being paid by the restaurant that they're going to. So why wow. would I ever take a recommendation from a guy who I know is being paid to be there? I'm not going to go to that restaurant. I'm not going to listen to your review. I get it. You're making the money now. You're getting paid to show up. You have a decent yeah. amount of followers. But what 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 else are you? Are you just going to do that? How long can you do that? How long can you do, you know, a grilled cheese and you pull the cheese apart? You're like, oh, look, look at this grilled cheese. Look how, <laughs> like, at some point you got to sit and look at me and go, that's the worst grilled cheese I've ever had. I really didn't like it. Um, I, you know, I, I need to hear some kind of realness. It can't right. always be, this is the best and you should get there. And <laughs> I don't. I don't believe you. I don't believe it. So I think if you get on and you um, you're real, listen, I have a real um, affinity for sad music, dark movies, poems, artwork. I, I like, I like the stuff that leans towards, you know, real gut emotional stuff. Right. Um, I don't think any great piece of artwork or song was ever written when some guy was having the best sunny day and he was madly in love. And <laughs> I think every great piece of artwork came from a gut wrenching heartbreak storm that you were in the middle of, yeah. you know, and you created this thing. I, I think that's where a lot of the great work comes from. And I'm not afraid to get on my Instagram and, and, you know, let people know I'm not in the greatest mood. This is not the easiest. The life of an entrepreneur on Long Island, a business owner, it's not the easiest thing. And, I'm, you know, it's a struggle a lot of days. And I yeah. think when I got on and I was honest with that, I think people really dug that, man. They were like, wow, that's a that's a really brave thing to say that you're yeah, not yeah. happy all the time. You're struggling. But for me, that's my that's my story, man. That's where I come from. Um I post about Anthony Bourdain a lot. Um, yeah. Bourdain for me, even before he passed away, Bourdain when he was alive for me was the biggest influence on me as a business person. Um, he was in the food world, but when he was sitting with people, he was interested in the people. He, the, food, the food was secondary. He was interested right. in the people and he was never... He was never full of shit, man. That guy was as yeah, authentic yeah. as it comes. His message was real. Um, and I was really influenced by him. His death really was um, affected me a lot. And I use him a lot in my art. I've done a bunch of paintings of him since, um, which now I've pivoted just from people saying they wanted. I sell my artwork now at my cake shop. So it's almost become this like cake slash art studio where I'm selling my artwork off the wall, but um, I'm never gonna not be me. And I'm never going to post something that I don't think is um, true to me. Nobody's yeah, going to contact yeah. me and say, Hey, uh, we have these, um, you know, whatever, whatever product we have these cups and, we're going to give you this amount of money, but you just have to give us, you know, two stories and a post and just <laughs> telling people that you love. And if I don't love the cup, I'm not, I'm not going to do right. it. Um, well, I'm, I, I'm I just think, not, I'm not for sale that way. I, I think, you know, people have become, listen, they know authentic from not authentic. And, you know, so you, you mentioned, you know, just being authentic with who you are, what are your interests in sharing it? And then is it also that word? And I, I've struggled with it and I've learned from you. I got to give you credit. I've personally learned from you. 
I'm not nearly as good as you at it, but I've incorporated it. It's about being okay, being vulnerable as a, as a business owner. Because I knew when I grew up, especially when I started my business, you know, it was all perceptions, reality, and image, and you had to have this certain perception look great and look, you know, intact and, and all that. But, you know, that comes at a cost because you're not really being vulnerable and sharing who the real you is. That took me a while to learn personally, I got to be honest. I look at it this way. When, when do you ever get together with a friend and you sit down for dinner and like a real <laughs> friend that you're, you're, that you're honest with and you say, yeah, yeah. you walk away from the dinner and you both told each other, everything's amazing, everything's great, everything is, I, I wouldn't change anything. That's never, you never have that dinner. That dinner doesn't exist. It's not real you life, sit down right? With your friend. Yeah, you sit down and you go, God, man, I'm real. This, I'm, I'm getting the shit kicked out of me over here. This is brutal. Mm -hmm. um, and I think if you, I think if you're that way, with the, with your social media, with people you meet, with, they know, there's a, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie to you. If you come in, and you know, I deal with people all the time. I had a cake. A customer was not satisfied with the cake. I'm not going to spend an hour trying to explain why the cake is okay. Why, what I get on the phone and I go, I need to keep you as a customer. You being not happy with it is not acceptable to me. How do I fix this right now? I don't, we don't need to go through, tell me right now what I need to yeah, do to fix yeah. this for you. Right. And I, cause I need to keep these people as customers. My customer acquisition for me, I was able to take these customers from all these other bakeries. I need to keep them now. And I think when you're honest on the phone and you go, you're right. That was not really yeah, yeah. what you were expecting. Let me fix it for you. Let me fix it for you. Most of the time they go, thank you for your honesty. I appreciate that. I'm not looking for anything in return. I appreciate the quick phone call and I yep. appreciate your honesty. When you call up and you start to make excuses, this is what you wanted. Now they're going to ruin you. They're going to go on Yelp. They're going to go on <laughs> Facebook. Yeah. Just be legit. Be honest. We're, we're all just trying to keep our nose above water here. They're yeah. spending their money on a cake. You're providing a service. And I just try and be as honest as I can with these people. Um, and I think they appreciate the honesty, especially on social media, man. And I know the people I love on social media. These are people that get on and they tell you when they're not having a good day. And they tell you when they have a great day. But you, it's not every day. Every day is not a win for yeah, anybody. Yeah. Unless, yeah. unless you're Dwayne Johnson and you've been touched <laughs> by the gods. <laughs> oh, man. Even, right, so Dwayne, even The Rock. Even The Rock had a bad movie recently. His movie was terrible. So, it's, even right, The Rock. Got, yeah, yeah. Listen, I, 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 and I did a show on this not too long ago on customer, customer service, customer experience. And if you have, in, in, in my experience, and that's what my whole show is about. I just shared my own personal experiences. You know, one was with the Volvo dealer, one was with the restaurant, and it was just such nonsense. And it was so disappointing. And if you have t ten experiences, it seems like you know. You'll have four bad ones, three okay ones, and maybe one or two good ones. It's just more, it seems today you're underwhelmed by what's out there. And so rarely that, you know, like you just shared, somebody's not happy. What do I have to do to make you happy? Oh, wow. Wow. Isn't that a nice novel approach? Yeah, they haven't heard. They don't hear that anywhere. You're right. They, they, they don't. And it's okay. Listen, you're going to make mistakes, but if you make it right, you know what? Y you're going to keep them. You're going to win them over. Now, all right. L let me let me let me take this approach. I described you as like kind of a renaissance man earlier in the in the intro. And as I see you, you know, artist, baker, entrepreneur, hustler. Out of those descriptions, Which one of those do you identify most with and which would you equate to being the reason why you're successful in business? 
Yeah, this is a funny question. I, I just spent the weekend with a couple of good friends. We've actually had, we had this discussion. Um, I don't think I'm there yet, Tim. I, I think, I think all those things you just listed, mm -hmm. the, the, the cakes, the art, the entrepreneur, I think they're all a conduit for me to something else that I don't even know yet. I just have this feeling. Really? I'm on my way somewhere and <laughs> I don't know what it is, man. I don't know. It's de I'm definitely not done yet. I mean, this is not, um, this is not it for me, but I am grateful for the gifts I've been given. It took me all these years to figure out how to use these artistic abilities and I get to do it every day and I'm doing right. portraits for people now. And, but I don't think this is it. I, I think, I think I'm on my way somewhere else. Um, I just have that feeling. And uh, I think that also makes my, my content a little interesting because you never know what's it, like tomorrow, who knows what I'm going to post really. You know, I talk all the time. I don't know if you've ever seen any of my videos. I talk all the time about, I keep, I have this vision. I've had it for years, a, a big straw hat, puka shell necklace, <laughs> board shorts on my bicycle right yep <laughs> and i'm riding down the beach to the produce and i wave i'm waving to everybody and for some reason the that vision is pulling me i don't know how i end up there um if i could figure out how to carve coconuts into louis vuitton handbags for people <laughs> I would be the coconut Don and I would plant my ass on a beach somewhere, but um, I don't know where I'm going, man. I don't know. I don't know wh where this thing's taking me. That I think is my lack of intelligence, which I just follow this thing as it goes. Most people will go this the secure route. Most people are not changing careers at 42 years old with two young daughters and they're just not right. going to do it. Um, so you, you're not you're not fighting it. You're letting it take you. I'm letting it take me where I want to go. So I, 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 I have. So I'm turning, I'm turning 55 in July, right? Stop. You, you know, not that. You look fantastic. Thanks, brother. Coming from you, I take that <laughs> as a high compliment. But we're about the same age, right? You're a little younger yeah. than I am. Yep. So let's be honest, Tim. Let's be yep. honest. How many good summers you got left? Good summers where Tim Healy oh. could run his ass down the beach, dive in the ocean, get out, stretch, jog, go back to your blanket, do a couple push-ups. How many, how many good summers you got left? So you got 20, you got 25, you got 30. How many you got? Let's be, and that's being generous. You got 25 left. Maybe you got two left, Tim. Maybe you got three good summers left and we don't know. So yeah. who am I to fight this thing? I'm going to fight it. No way, man. No way. I want to enjoy whatever summers I got left here. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to let this thing take me in a direction. And I trust my gut, man. I trust my gut. My gut lets me know this feels right. Do it. This does not feel right. You know, and that comes with, with this age. We've been through so much stuff at this point. Yeah. You kind of know, you go. You go, I can smell this. Somebody walks in a room, you go, I this I know this guy. This guy's a used car salesman. It's and bullshit, I know it yeah. and I, I want no part of it. Right, 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 right. It's it's what I don't know if I heard that, you know, your your relationship with age, I heard Jesse Itzler talk about that. The guy who wrote Living with yeah, the Seal. Jesse Jesse Itzler, I love I love his content, man. He was talking about he sees his parents yeah. twice a year. Yep. Right? He sees his parents twice a year. Yeah. And he said, how many years are they going to be alive? Maybe 10? So he's going to see his parents 20 more times? Yes. Yes. In his life? I'm only going to see these people, the people I love the most. Right. 20 times? Yeah. It puts right. it, it makes it real, man. That makes it real. Th that one had a profound, like you talked about Anthony Bourdain having a profound impact on you and the influence he had on you. 
when I heard Itzla talk about that, and it's it's so amazing that you bring it up because you and I are, are like we're on the same page on that one. That had a profound impact on my life, and I'm like, wow, how many more summers do you have? Hey, like we're we're both in good shape, right, for our age, and we're going out still having fun. But you you just never know. Like, hey, I I, I like I like to be bold and say, yeah, I got thirty more years. I who knows? Um, you don't know. Yeah, but the relationship with time that's that's an awesome perspective to share. Yeah, so for me, for me right now, listen, I'm very, I, I appreciate beautiful hand, I, I like things that are made well, that are beautifully designed, uh, a Ferrari, you know, a GMT Rolex, you know, I see a yeah. beautiful Rolex and I love that stuff, man. I really right. do. But yeah, for me right now, um, the time is the equity for me, man. The time is what the equity is. Uh if the other stuff comes for me, that's beautiful. But, you know, I hear like, oh, let's go out to dinner with so-and-so. And I go, I don't even like that person. <laughs> like, you want me to, you want me to invest three hours of my time right. with somebody I don't even like? I don't yeah. even have time for all the people I love. Sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you need to waste, not only waste three hours. Now, now a dinner on Long Island, wherever you go is, is 200 bucks. <laughs> um, so you want me to waste $200 and you want me to sit and be phony to somebody I don't even really like. So for all the people listening out there, if I'm out to dinner with you and we've been out to dinner recently, you know, I love you, man, because I'm not <laughs> doing dinners with people I'm, I don't enjoy anymore. So if we're sitting at a table you don't have to wonder. I, I must. I love you for real. Listen, that's that's well said. Um, all right, now, so let let me. I'm gonna t I'm gonna take another sharp turn here. Go right ahead. Because I, I I respect how you do things, and so I'm having you back on, obviously. Um, and 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 how you market, how you branded yourself, and 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 everything that you've done since we first you know, got together in 2021. I would love to get your take because so much has been said, and I've actually had a show about it not too long ago, on businesses choice or business, I should say businesses choosing to work with influencers. You know, we had the whole Bud Light and Dylan Mulvaney. And, you know, is it the right thing to do? Are they being genuine? Are they just jumping on a bandwagon? Because um, I know marketing is something that I, I say you're very good at. What's your take on that? Listen, you got to be smart with whoever you're going to link, whatever influencer you're going to align yourself with. Mm -hmm. You're married to that. That person now becomes sort of part of your brand, part of your image. And um, you got to be really careful with what kind of face you want to put on your business. Right. And I think um, to make the decision, you better be sure that this is the way you want to go. Mm -hmm. And Bud Light or whoever it is and whoever they pick. Right, yeah. The telltale sign that Bud Light did not think it through, right or wrong, they bailed out on it in a minute. Mm -hmm. If you couldn't hang in there with your decision, it wasn't the right decision. They should have said, this is our stance. We stand with this person. We've done our due diligence. We thought about it. And this is it. This is, right. this is who we are, but they folded so quick. Yeah. It, it showed it was probably not the right move. Um, right. Right. People pick, people pick a face for the brand and a lot of companies pick the right person, man. And that person becomes synonymous with the brand. Um, yeah. I think you have to be careful. A lot of, a lot of the people on social media, um, the influencers, do they have another skill set or are they just an influencer? Um, and 
what's the shelf life of this influencer going to be for you? Is it going to be a quick hit, a one-off, or is this person going to be around a while? And you can basically tell, man, listen, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. if you have a product and you're based on Long Island and you get Teresa Caputo to be the face of your company, you know she's not going anywhere. Right. She's beloved on Long Island. They love yeah. her here. They love her everywhere. That's a smart move right. for you if you're a Long Island business. If you could have Teresa Caputo as the face of your brand, if you could have Billy Joel as the face of your motorcycle shop on Long Island, yeah. that's a smart move, man. Right. It's Billy Joel. He's synonymous right. with Long Island. But if you get some person who's from the West Coast who rides Japanese motorcycles his whole life, and right. you make him the face of a Long Island Harley Davidson shop, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Harley Davidson guys are going to go, what are you, out of your mind? I mean, this right. it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. That's an yeah, interesting perspective. So, it's like, you know, who are they beyond being an influencer? What, what other, you know, background skills or success do they have beyond, you know, just being able to ride that social media wave? And who's... Who's giving the influencer cards out? Like, who's who says who an inf like who's giving the card out? Like, so Tim, I have now on my Instagram, I have I think fifty four thousand followers. Yep, fifty four thousand followers. Yeah, I get people approaching me to post stuff for them. Come to my restaurant, have a free meal. So. I guess I'm an influencer, but I'm not interested. That's not, if I didn't have anything going on, I'd be very interested in being an influencer, but I'm really not interested unless things I love contact me. Like, you know, there are brands that I love and I've used for years. And mm -hmm. if they contact me, I would be honored to be part of the brand, but sure. Um, I did, I did a divorce cake, right? It's a divorce cake. Yeah. I didn't think anything of it. It was just a cool little cake. It was yep. for a divorce. I don't know if you saw it. It had a ripped up marriage license <laughs> and a trash can with the tuxedo in it. And, you know, it was, it was a funny cake. The, the woman yeah. was having a divorce. I posted the cake. It has on my on my reel on Instagram, it has fifteen and a half million views. No. Fifteen and a half. I'm gonna hold this thing up to the camera because everybody's gonna say, you're lying. It has No, I, I believe you because I follow you, but fifteen million, that's no, a look at So I don't know if you could see. Where am I going here? There you go. Oh, wait, wait. To, to your right, to the camera, to the right, to the right. There we go. There you go. Okay. Uh, Can you see it? It's the red heart. It says the red heart. Okay, yeah. Get a little closer. Million. Get a little closer. Hold on. Uh, yeah. All right, we got it. Fifteen point five million. <laughs> That's free. That's free advertising. Fifteen and a half million. You know how many is that, people, wait, is that is that your best reel? Is that your best reel? That's well, that's a, that's the best reel. I mean, I I can't even imagine I'm going to get anything even close to that ever again. I mean, well, because I remember the, before that the, the Barbie cake, the the puking in the toilet was one of your big ones, right? Yeah, with six hundred thousand views. Right. So this so and this dwarfs it. I was doing cartwheels. I was doing <laughs> I was doing cartwheels. This thing's got fifteen and a half million views, right? Holy crap! That's that's Super Bowl numbers. Like, that's paying for a commercial on the finale of Friends. Like, mm. you can't, you, I couldn't have planned that. And now imagine I didn't post that cake. Okay, that's, all right. That's, so, uh, maybe you can't answer this question. So, again, you, you know, you have a lot of your posts get good traffic. Like you said, the other one got 600,000. I mean, 15 and a half million is insane. Do you have any idea or any, any 
inkling as to how that reel exploded. Can you explain? Yeah, that yeah, sort yeah. Of so five balls? the reason the reason it exploded, mm -hmm. I'll open it right now. So it's the, it's it's how many times it gets shared. It's how many people see it and go, oh, I got to show this to my friends. Like they want right. to send it. So to date, it has three hundred seventy nine thousand shares. Okay, got it. Yep, that makes sense now. Wow. And if you go through the comments. The comments are in every language you can imagine. Like, I can't even read some of the comments. You know, the comments are all from all over the globe, like, <laughs> of this divorce cake. <laughs> it's crazy. And then major uh, pages started posting it. Like, the Shade Room shared it, and they have millions of followers. And then once that happened... Right, yeah, yeah. It, went, it, just, it just explodes. It, it went crazy. Um, wow. So people have told me, and people I really trust, guys who have really happening um, social media going on, they said, you need to make a divorce cake every week and just post it. That's, <laughs> you need to be the divorce cake guy. Like, lean into it. And I go, you're probably right. You're probably right. Um, but oh, it's got man. 15 minutes use you I, I didn't pay for any advertising on it and Jesus. Um, it's insane and i got fifty-five thousand followers now on instagram all right so listen so the profit express this is show i think it's like 556 we got to do a a a profit express cake okay and you know maybe, i like maybe that man there's i mean look, look look at this logo there's a lot you could do with this mug and this logo this this yeah, goofy that face logo. Was for cake, man. It, it was made. Yeah, it was. It, <laughs> maybe maybe I'll get you twenty million. Who knows? I'm I'm feeling pretty good today. Um, so I got a question. I got a question for you, Tim. Oh God! Wait, no. You are you are you you you're you're jumping in the seat now. What, what's going on? Go ahead. Yeah, what do you got? yeah, yeah. I got a question <laughs> for you, bro. So we're a year and a half. How how many? How long ago did we do this? A year and a half ago. Yeah, yeah. What is the vision for Tim? The Profit Express, how's it changed, man? Where where are you as a as compared to a year and a half ago? You've done yep. all these shows now. Yep. Where where are you now, my friend? You, you know what's it's funny. So the show started as a radio show on WRHU Hofstra University. And it was on a radio show until COVID station shut down. I made the decision to go into a podcast, obviously where we are now, and I've been there since um, the beginning of 21, and I got into the studios, et cetera. So I had to make a number of changes. I had to learn some lessons. You know, the, the whole video side of it was tough for me, um, but I'm not answering your question. Uh, what I enjoy most is... I have an ability to have real conversations with some really interesting people. And that to me is a gift that I've, you know, like having a conversation with, with somebody like you, with having a conversation with George Foreman, with having a conversation with, with Barbara Corcoran, right? These have been tremendous opportunities that I never thought I'd have. And here's my one regret. So now, man, you got me. You, you want vulnerable or 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 what, what's the word I'm looking for, Don? Um, come on, what's the word? Not vulnerable. What's what the are you word? Looking? Uh, oh, I'm drawing a blank. We we spoke about it. You're you're vulnerable, authentic, genuine. There you go. Sorry. There you go. You're authentic you go. self, man. So, and you and I have talked about it, and I want to pick your brain, and shame on me, I haven't called you yet, because we were going to sit down and have, uh, and, and break some bread on it, is, I'll be bold enough to say that the quality of interviews on the Profit Express can kick ass on a, on a lot of freaking podcasts out there, okay? And, but what burns my ass is I see interviews that suck in comparison to my show. You want... Honest and authentic, I'm giving it to you right now. Listen, I, I'm going to be honest and, with you. And I've been on a bunch of podcasts. I find you to be a very interesting guy. I like, um, I like your take on a lot of stuff. 
And other things that I don't think a lot of people pick up on, you have a very calm, confident cadence to your voice. When you speak, I don't ever wonder, is this guy making this shit up as he's going along? <laughs> when you talk, no, for real. Yeah. That's that's a that's a big compliment, man. When you're talking, you have a con there's this there's a cadence in your voice. I don't know if that becomes from your professional life speaking in front of people, but yeah, yeah. I listen to you talk and I also will tell you, I would not be opposed to listening to a podcast with you that is not only business related. Like mm -hmm. I think I think your insight into a lot of stuff would be very interesting. And I think if you got a little more long form, man, I, I don't think people would shut you off. I think you're I think I think you're that interesting and your voice, it has a very pleasant ring. Like it's not uncomfortable to listen to. Um I've I listened to a few podcasts recently um with RFK. And oh God, I yeah. Where, I don't yep. care where you lean politically. I don't care who you dig, but if this guy's voice didn't sound like that. I don't think there would be any stopping him. I think, I think this yeah. condition he has yeah. with his voice, I think it's a yeah. big hindrance for him. It's, it's, it's hard to listen to in a long form interview. I know your exactly voice, what you're saying. Friend, yeah. You're like, uh, your voice is, is a very smooth voice. There's no erratic, uh, you know, I, I think <laughs> that, and I think, and I think in long form, I think even in a longer form, I think people would stick with it, man. And I think you have an interesting take. And I'm not just saying that because you had me on a few times. Um, I would not say anything at all. That's my honest opinion. Your voice is very pleasant uh, and an interesting take. You have an interesting take on stuff. So I I'll listen to you, man. If you start talking about current events or whatever, I would listen as well. Let, let, let me So let me get back to the original um Questions like, hey, Tim, you know, a, a year and a half since we spoke, you know, wh where are you with the Profit Express? And you say, hey, I'm being authentic and vulnerable. Here's one thing that hurts me. I'm being completely honest. You know, when it's on radio, it's different. Podcasting is different because there's that social element, uh, social media element. And I've learned a lot from you. But I, I'm just and it, it hurts me. I'll be honest. It hurts me promoting the show because sometimes I feel to go out there and do what you do from the social media perspective, I just get tired of him. Like, Oh, I feel like I'm a trained monkey or a trained seal clapping for the camera. I'm like, Oh, this is bullshit. I get tired of it. It's like, here's my show. And I don't promote it the way I should. You want the honest to God's truth. That's it. And that's on me. But sometimes, you know, and I have two people, I have assistants help me in this and that. And like, Oh, you got to do more right. deals. I'm like, Oh shit. Come on already. You know? And that, that's <laughs> yeah, on me. That's where I fall it's short. It's true. It's the truth. So, yeah, I, I don't know. If, do you know? Who, um, do you know who Patrick Bet David is? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's got a great show. All right. So, yeah, he's got an amazing show. Patrick Bet David, who, um, just recently became a minority shareholder with the New York Yankees, which is insanity. I mean, yeah. Guy yeah. came from Iran. Yep. His family migrated. You know, just sold. He sold his insurance company for half a billion dollars. I mean this is a success story on another level, but he does a podcast, right? He does an hour long podcast. And out of that one podcast, he creates five one minute highlights. Now that for the next five days, you get a reel a day just off that one podcast. Yeah. Um, and maybe you watch that little quick hit that one minute and you go, Oh man, I want to go watch that podcast. Uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think the real idea is a bad idea. I think I think you should be chopping these things up into little bitty pieces and putting them out there. And somebody might see you talking to George Foreman for thirty seconds and go, "Wow, I didn't even know George Foreman was on the show." Let me go. Let me go watch that whole podcast or listen to it in the car or whatever. Um, you, you know, you know, break about with the show, Don. Let me interrupt for a second. You know, there's one word that I bring to my show that not a lot of hosts do. So I'm bragging, right? Is two words. I have a really good ability to listen, but I'm also curious. And because I'm curious, I typically ask different questions or better questions. 
I'm really genuinely curious. And I think that helps a lot in, in what I do. Yeah, you could tell. You could tell, man. You could tell when you're having a conversation. You're not just listening, waiting to ask your next question. You're actually right. yeah, listening. Yeah, yeah. And your next question is based on the answer I gave. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's not, it's not just, okay. You know, question one, question two. Que- uh, yeah. Um, you know, it's not late night with Jimmy Fallon where it's unwatchable. <laughs> Those late night comedians and hosts, they suck. They have oh, long man. gone oh, are the days of Carson and Letterman and Leno. These, yeah, this terrible. current crop, they, they're hard. Well, guys like you, the long form podcast, they ruin these guys because you could go on and listen to Rogan for three hours oh. and every minute of it is interesting. Like, I mean, that's why he's the most, he's the most oh. famous podcast on the planet. He's, he's revolutionized media. I mean, media Everything. has it just, uh, he's off the charts. Um, yeah, listen, yeah. so now I know what you said earlier because of your relationship with time, you can't waste time having dinner with people that you don't like, but you know, you and I were supposed to have dinner. We didn't have dinner. So I'm calling you out on the show. Now we got to have dinner. Yeah. Yeah. For lunch, sure. For whatever. Sure, brother. Um, all right. So let me, let listen, me do this. this is, I'm making you make me a deal right now. Okay. All right. I'm sure, I'm sure we'll sit and we'll do this again whenever. Yep. <laughs> I need to be sitting between the ferns with you, man. I can't be this Zoom nonsense. I want to be in the studio with Tim Healy. Let's do it. Let's yeah, do man. it. I think, so- and I, I think it would be a better conversation with me and you actually sitting in side person. Side by side. Side by side. Yeah, man. yeah. I think that's a great no, idea. No, brother, maybe, that, maybe that's the conduit. I end up, we have a podcast, me and Tim Healy end up. Hey. You never you, know, Tim. Like you said, you're not fighting it. You're, 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 you're just going on the journey. You're letting it lead you. So, all right, I got one more. So here, here, here's, here's, here's one of the classics I always like to ask. So, and then we, we, we took this into, into a bit of a long form, man, and leave it to Don Donaruno to do that. I mean, come on. Um, so you've been doing this for a while now and you've created a lot of success so far. What would be a do over for Don? Um, in the cake world or in my life in general, Tim, I mean, we could, I'll, this could I'll, go, this could go real, this could go real long form, my friend. <laughs> I'll, you know what? I'm not going to guide the answer. A do over. You tell me. Um, I got to tell you, man, I got to give you the answer and you might think I'm lying. I think all the stuff I've been through, all these, all these struggles and nights curled up in the fetal position, worried about, you know, whatever I was worried about, business, family, that. Yeah, I think it's it's led me to who I am today, and it's really the reason I'm going where I'm going. So on this day, you're catching me right now. I don't think I'm changing anything. The only thing I would change, Tim, I don't know if you've ever seen a picture of me when I was younger, and I was in a band. I had I had really long, thick hair, and if I could keep the hair, Tim, <laughs> Tim, if I could keep that head of hair. I'd be man bunning my ass all over the place right now. Oh, not a man bun. Not a man bun. Oh, yeah, you, I, Tim. Really? I would man, I would be man bunning my Jason <laughs> Momoa ass all over <laughs> the planet right now. Oh, shit. Listen, I, I'm with this. you on the hair, look, man. I, look at us. I know. Listen, I'm with you on the hair. I don't know if I'd do man. See, I don't see you rocking a man bun. I got to be honest. Well... I would like the opportunity, man, <laughs> to have to, to have the opportunity to make that decision. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, you know what you said. Now I'm gonna take it back. You said, "Hey, Tim, you know where I stand now? I don't think I would change anything because you know all these trials and tribulations I've learned, I've grown." And I think it goes back to what you said earlier. You said, "Tim, you know, I, I like the art and the music that's kind of has a dark side." And you said, "I don't think any." great art has been created by an artist who had a great day, but an artist who's getting through some, maybe some tragedy or some sadness. Yeah. There's no doubt, man. Like you read, 
you read the early Stephen King stuff, um, that cat was going through some stuff, man. That, yeah. that early work that he wrote, like, you, yep. you, you don't need to wonder. You don't need to wonder, is this guy having a great rainbow sunshine puppy day and writing <laughs> Cujo after? You know what I'm saying? Yep. Oh, man. All right, so here we go. It's going to be a lunch and dinner. It, we got to get a, a Profit Express cake in here somewhere. Okay. All right. Um, and in, in studio, in studio between the ferns with me. And that would be an awesome it. show. Don, the cake Don himself, we, we, you become basically a, a celebrity here on Long Island with who you're rubbing elbows with in the cake world. Uh, thank you yeah, so don't much for tell, being on, man. Don't tell, my, don't tell my kids that, man. My kids hear that and they want to crawl <laughs> under the table. Come on, you're having cakes with Sebastian Maniscalco, Steve Cohen. I mean, it's it's awesome. Are you kidding me? It is. Jesus. Listen, it's not a bad gig, brother. It's not a bad gig. Dude, listen, thank you. As always, thanks for sharing some of your time, man. It's it's been a great, it's been a great conversation. Yeah, Tim, I appreciate you always, man. And uh anytime you want me to come on, you want to grab whatever, good dinner, whatever, you know I'm available. You got it. Thank you, sir. Thank you, brother. And this is the Profit Express. Make sure you tune in every Wednesday to great shows like the one I just had with the Cake Don himself so you can get the inspiration, the encouragement, the kick in the ass, whatever it is that you need that we all need at one time or another so we can all continue to win the battle for business. Until next time, it's the Profit Express.